market ideas can be similar, but every supply chain is different and to every company. It is, uh, the general idea is uh, sim simple, but the details are very complicated. And therefore, you need uh, enough good talents, uh, experienced manager and experts. And that's uh, the, the other big challenge and, and major, major problem today. You're listening to Transform Talks, a podcast about global supply chain transformation. I'm Maria Villablanca, co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, a fast-growing network of over 130,000 supply chain and manufacturing executives worldwide. Now on this show, I'm going to be interviewing and having conversations with some of the biggest names in supply chain and business, where we're going to be discussing topics around digitization, transformation, leadership, technology, business models, diversity, sustainability, and much, much more. Welcome back to Transform Talks. I have a very special guest this week for you all. Dr. Wolfgang Parch is a physicist and a pioneer in supply chain management. As a matter of fact, he's actually credited as being the father of supply chain management and as an internationally recognized thought leader in this field. Throughout his 30 plus years in international consulting, he's managed major projects in industries such as consumer products, chemical, pharmaceutical, electronics, and automotive, and many more. He's also authored dozens of thought leadership papers in supply chain management. And earlier this year, he released his latest book, Breakthrough Supply Chains, with co-authors Christopher Gopal, Gene Tindall, and Eleftherios Yakobu, which examines how companies and nations can thrive and prosper in an uncertain world. I'm really happy that Dr. Parch agreed to be on the podcast. I actually had the pleasure of speaking with him a few weeks before we recorded this episode, and it was incidentally that conversation which led me to ask him to be a guest on the show because I left that conversation feeling like I had already learned a lot about the state of our industry. And I'm really thrilled that I'm able to share some of those insights with you all today. Throughout this episode, Dr. Parch and I discussed the problems facing the supply chain today and his key takeaways from his new book, Breakthrough Supply Chains. Hello, Dr. Wolfgang Parch. Thank you so much for being here on Transform Talks. Thank you also for inviting me. It's a pleasure for me. And uh, I'm interested about your questions. Yeah, well, you know, I'm interested to talk to you because I'm fascinated. I've got your book right here. For those of you that can't see me, I'm holding up the book. Uh, I've got your book. And, and just, just some of the things that you say in there, actually a lot of what you say in there resonates with me and a lot of the conversations that I've been having over the last few years. You know, at last uh, a couple of weeks ago, I sat down with uh, Bindia Vakil, who's the CEO of Reslink. Um, that episode is out now and you can listen to it. But at the time, I asked her a question about what the biggest risk factor was for facing the supply chain at the moment. And she said, it's us, humans. Uh, so I think I'd like to ask you something very similar, which is what do you think are the biggest problems facing supply chain today? Yeah, uh, to, to my understanding, and uh, as you know, I'm very long in this uh, area, and um, still uh, the end-to-end -end, uh, supply chain management, that, that's the problem. Yeah? As uh, we started with the idea and the vision, end-to-end uh, -end was in the early times uh, from purchasing to distribution within a company. 
today end to end is from raw material to the end consumer. Uh, that was my original vision. Uh, now, 40 years later, it can be accomplished by uh, technology, cloud computing, and those kinds of things. But uh, the processes and the thinking is lacking behind uh, tremendously. So uh, really the end-to-end -end from the very beginning, let's say from raw material, uh, building a, a battery uh, for electric cars to the final uh, selling uh, point and, and, and driving the car on the street. That is the complete supply chain. And uh, what I see is uh, a, a huge lack in, in supply chain strategies. So nearly every company uh, of a significant size has a strategy, uh, right or wrong, yeah, but it has a corporate strategy for financing, products, etc. But then uh, mostly, um, it has little boardroom attention or, or too less boardroom attention that after the strategy, something has to happen uh, to deliver, uh, to organize uh, uh, money, products, information. So um, very often what, what I realized is that then the decision makers in the, in the, on the sea level, they are jumping one step too early, too, too fast, to technology uh, solutions. So they said, okay, we have a corporate strategy, now let's do it. But a supply chain strategy is so important because every company is uh, directly uh, influenced uh, with uh, the costs of more than 50% from supply chain management. Products can be similar, uh, market ideas can be similar, but every supply chain is different and to every company. It is, uh, the general idea is uh, sim simple, but the details are very complicated. And therefore you need uh, enough good talents, uh, experienced manager and experts. And that's uh, the, the other big challenge and, and major, major problem today. So, end-to-end -end supply chain strategies, supply chain strategies and talents. These are, to, to my opinion, the most uh, important three points uh, where we have uh, the most challenges today. Do you know, I, um, I speak at a lot of events and I've got this slide, one of my slides, where I talk about the cocktail of crisis, right? All the different types of, uh, I think you called it a, a flock of black swans or a, uh, something like that, where there is black swan after back black swan. But I think the greatest danger for supply chain today is complacency, is what you call the financialization, I think, of the supply chain, you know, it being complacency in the terms of going back to the pre-COVID behaviors, uh, the financially driven supply chain. So when we talk about supply chain going back to old patterns and behaviors, I think It'd be interesting for us to explore this topic, and I'd like to give you the opportunity to expand on what you said in a post that I did in my newsletter. Because in my newsletter, I talked about has supply chain been become a one-hit wonder? Because I felt that there was a lot of conversation that were moving away from risk and resilience and innovation, and and like you say, strategy, and moving towards uh, past type of uh, behaviors. 
Now, you replied to this on LinkedIn by saying that you felt that supply chain management is more important than ever. So can maybe we expand on that with regards to how you feel about this term that you helped to coin and to act uh, upon 40 years ago or, or more? What's the importance of it today versus where it was in the past? Yeah, so um, what, one thing is, is very clear. If it is pre-pandemic, uh, after pandemic, in the future, whatever, if supply chains don't work, the world stands still. That's a, a very, very easy uh, explanation to that. Yeah? And you have seen that um, nearly every year or every month, you see that we, we, uh, you remember the, the drama on the Suez Canal then uh, the Ukraine war, the uh, the blockages uh, in, the, in the Black Sea. Today we have the Panama Canal. Tomorrow it's something else. Yeah. So, but those things uh, can be more or less foreseen. Yeah, and and we can uh, organize uh, better systems and and warning systems around that. So uh, the the important thing is that these problems can be organized when you have a good supply chain strategy. And uh, to, to, to my knowledge, and, and that's what I've seen in the market, only about 20%, plus minus, so but roughly 20% have a good supply chain. Yeah? For a supply chain near to perfect, like companies, uh, I can mention three companies, they are really unicorns. This is Apple, it's Red Bull and it's Amazon. They have, they are really near to perfect. What, what is perfect? N not, nothing is perfect in the world, yeah. But they are very close to that, yeah. And uh, these are role models um, which uh, are, are driving the force uh, forward, yeah. And uh, what uh, happened is that in the in the past there were done too many mistakes, yeah, and misunderstandings. Uh, drove into the wrong path, yeah, and um, mainly driven by the IT industry. IT industry also in the early days, in the late 80s and 90s, find the terminology supply chain management very sexy. And everything is that I have supply chain, but it's just a tool. A tool is, and, and when I have a hammer in my hand, everything looks like a nail. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's a tool. Yeah, so when I'm repairing a car, I need the the, the worker who, who makes it, and not the tool. The tool is important. And today, thanks God, we have good tools, but we're lacking the strategy. And I have a few uh, clients in the past; uh, they they were running in the in the wrong direction because they were lacking in the strategy. So therefore. Uh, this is uh, so important. Clients who were listening to me and uh, to us followed our advices are still performing very well. High profitable in these days with end-to-end -end visibility and management. Like, like uh, I very often compare that with a train, let's say from Hamburg to Munich because I'm sitting in, in Germany. You, you, you load the train with packages of information, goods, and money. These are the packages. Then you, you go to the next station. You load more packages. 
But if the rail is broken and it could not come end to end, the packages, that's meaning the information and, and uh, the goods are never reaching the end station. Therefore, end-to-end -end visibility and management, not only the visibility, because when somebody comes to me and say, I need more transparency, I say, okay, for what do you need it? And what do you really need? It's not every information you need in real time uh, along the train and along the pipeline. And therefore, again, supply chain strategy comes into the uh, place. What really do I need? And therefore, the end-to-end -end visibility is important. Yeah? But you know what? It's kind of like what I talk about with the this shiny new object syndrome, you know, the, the pursuit of the next toy, the pursuit of the next technology without having an understanding of what problem am I trying to solve? Uh, how is that going to add value to me, to my clients, to my shareholder, to my employees? And then do I have the skills necessary in my business and the processes in my business, right? To, to, you know, to try to come out of this you know, in a successful way. Then, I, then you add to that, right? All the crisis that's happening in the world. Then you add to that all the complexity and it creates broken supply chains and broken processes, right? It creates a whole mess. And going back to what you said earlier as well, and you say it in your book, the whole world is touched by supply chain. One way or another, everyone in this planet is touched by supply chain. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, uh, I, I made an analysis a couple of years back. Yeah. So between uh, China and uh, Europe or China and the US, that's about the same uh, directions and uh, the same distances. Yeah, We, we have identified 57 potential breakpoints along that way. Yeah, This is loading, unloading, customs, etc. So imagine what can happen in, in all these uh, steps if you don't have the uh, information and the transparency. Yeah? It can be stolen, broken, whatever. Where people work, mistakes are, are made. Yeah? And I, I calculated uh, for uh, clients also that the total landed costs are not higher when you produce it in front of your door or in your, your region, your country. So when I look at Europe, yeah, when you produce something in, in, in uh, Slovakia or in Hungary or in Romania, it's much cheaper for the, the whole management of the supply chain than do it in China. So offshoring, I want uh, clients not to offshore. To go in that countries like China or, or Southern America, when you cover the local market, okay, that's fine, but don't let produce them and only because the wages are so low yeah uh, to to ship it back yeah so and 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 just a, a funny story when i talked to a ceo i said um why are you going there yeah it's so cheap because production etc and they are good and etc and then I, I told him the story about the distribution network and the whole supply chain oh I said you are right. I forgot that there are the distribution costs. Yeah. <laughs> so those things happened. Yeah. 
Well, there's a, there's a shift, isn't there? I mean, if, if I go back to the 90s and we start talking, well, I mean, I was living in the United States and we had the uh, North American Free Trade Agreement and everybody started to go to China and everybody started to go to South America because the wages were a lot lower. We live in a different world now, right? We live in a different world where people uh, are hoping to end that kind of behavior and the costs aren't as low as they used to be. So um, we are seeing a shift towards more nearshoring, friendshoring because of geopolitical risk as well. I, I want to talk about the, the term as well, supply chain, because uh, you are, of course, credited with being part of the team that uh, coined that term, uh, supply chain management. And I'm sure you're aware, but many people are now moving away from describing supply chain as an actual chain and describing it more as an ecosystem a complex ecosystem. What do you think of the this slight linguistic change? Do you think it's accurate? Um, and uh, is this the best way to view supply chain and address the problems that we face today? Look, um, the terminology supply chain management, as um, yeah, we created that, uh, was tried many times also in the past. And I remember in the 90s, especially in the 90s, there were... Um, attempts uh, to change it into demand networks and 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 others they all failed yeah? because no one really accepted it uh, supply chain management as a term today is casted in stone because the world has accepted it and every attempt now uh, also in the past to change it will fail as well in the future even if the new perspectives would be right, you, you are correct. There are ecosystems and ESG and, and, and many more. Supply chains will develop and will adopt to that. Yeah? But the terminology will not change. I'm 100% sure. That stays. There were so many tries to change the word. The words do not address a problem better. Maybe it's a red herring, you know, maybe our distraction into looking at uh, whether we call it a supply chain or supply chain ecosystem or in whatever it is, isn't addressing the big issue, like you said, about whether or not it's a strategy, it's a strategic imperative within the boardroom, whether we're solving the issues of talent and attracting high level talent or creative talent into the supply chain to solve the problems that we have in the world today. I want to talk about your book. So this isn't your first book. Uh, you've you I, I referred now to the first book that I that I saw, which was the supercharging supply chains. Can you talk to me a little bit about the differences you saw between the first book and the second book? The process, any any takeaways, any learnings that you've got you've had. So the first uh, book, supercharging supply chains, it's now twenty five years back from today. It uh, was a uh, released uh, uh, in wireless in New York in 1998 and then afterwards translated in Japanese language and in Spanish. So it, it was going around uh, to a specific uh, part of people. So it was addressed to top management in the way uh, how operational excellence uh, brings a contribution to shareholder value. Because remember, therefore, in that time, shareholder value, strategy, that was very important. And we said, we have to make aware in the boardroom that supply chain management has a big contribution 
the uh, operational excellence to that shareholder value. That was very well taken. Um, the book still is selling today, as I have heard. But then uh, when the pandemic came up, yeah, my good friends uh, from that time, the, my co-authors, uh, Gene Tindall and Chris Gopel, uh, mainly, we were talking about, should we write another book? Uh, they said, oh my God, it takes us two, two, two years. And that's true. Writing a good book takes two years. It was the first one and the second one as well. But we said what we have realized in these uh, two decades was that there was so much misunderstandings arose. Uh, and we have to, to bring uh, to the community what are supply chains really and why do we need supply chain management. This is uh, something which got more and more lost. Yeah? Uh, we have enough books uh, and articles and publications on how to do it. Yeah? So the IT industry and the, the consulting industry publishes every month at least a big story, how to do it and, and how to go into the future. But it has to be built on what are supply chains really. Yeah? And not only looking on supply, many say, aha, supply chain, yeah, yeah, it's purchasing procurement only. The other ones you're talking, uh, yeah, yeah, I know there's logistics and distribution or IT yeah, yeah, or technology. So everyone uh, is talking about supply chain today. And I, as I, I have seen in, in, it was two years ago, that uh, in an American newspaper, a cartoon that the father says to his son, uh, Santa Claus won't bring parcels and, and gifts to you at Christmas when the supply chain doesn't work. And therefore I said, okay, wait a minute. Now it's in, in every room, in every family, they are talking about supply chain. But do they know what it is really? No. So therefore we said we have to write something about what and why. And this is uh, then also targeted not only on top management, it is targeted on every decision maker, irrespective if it's in a company, on the top management, middle management, the public in general, the politicians. When you hear about public uh, talks and, and, and discussions, they're talking all about supply chain, but nobody really knows what it is. And finally, the academics. So we opened now the spectrum very wide. So everyone who talks about supply chain should buy our book. That's uh, the, the easy background and the difference between uh, the old one and, and the new one. But you know what? You're, you're absolutely right. Okay, maybe you know, 10, 20 years ago, pre-pandemic, only the people in supply chain talked supply chain, right? But I bet you you would have asked 10 years ago, what is supply chain? And you'd still get different answers. Now we've opened this confusion, this Pandora's box into the wider world, right? And that wider world is talking supply chain and they know, okay, in, in a more simplistic way, my product is not available or my product is late or my supermarket doesn't have that. But do they know the intricacies of supply chain? Do they know what it means when a supply chain breaks? Equally, politicians, politicians and academics and the wider world 
And then we go to what I like to talk about a lot, the importance of the supply chain in the boardroom. You've got a chapter in your book about business acumen. And, and I think that that's an element that's lost quite a lot with regards to the business value that the supply chain brings to the world. Do you think that there's a lot more work that needs to be done in that area? Well, uh, we are faced at the moment with uh, very new developments in technology, you, you, you know, machine learning, artificial intelligence, all this kind of stuff. I'm warning really to uh, see that as the holy grail or the, the golden nugget. Yeah? It's, it's again, it's a tool. It's a very sophisticated tool. But uh, when, when I think about can or the question, can artificial intelligence replace uh, supply chain management? I said, no, never. And um, at the moment, uh, what, what will happen is that we are looking uh, where artificial intelligence or machine learning can help us in improving supply chain. Yeah. But not forgetting that there must be a strategy behind it and what are the real uh, issues. Yeah? The movement end to end from products, information, and cash. Yeah? These are the three major processes. Yeah? And uh, w when you would look into in a little bit into the future, I think artificial intelligence, yes, can also bring good value to supply chain replacing traditional yeah, routine activities, yeah, routine bureaucratic activities, replacing that and the jobs of that. Yeah. So, but when um, strategic ideas and uh, decision-making comes into the game, people are needed. And that's the most important thing that you have the right people on the place. Agree completely. Now, before we wrap up, I do want to focus a little bit more on uh, one more key takeaway, and that is takeaway number 10 from your book, which looks at the way forward for supply chains. Uh, I know that in the book you outline the four key essentials that supply chains need to adopt in order to be able to operate in this new and uncertain and volatile world. Now, I don't want to give away the entire book, but I do think it would be helpful to focus on uh, one essential and why you think it will play a you know a, a part moving forward. The, the major four are number one is design end to end supply chains from customer back and from suppliers forward, so always end to end. The second uh, takeaway is uh, collaborate across the functions and supply chain partners much more than than in the past. And uh, Develop also an end-to-end -end, uh, data, knowledge, and technology strategy. So with these three uh, major things, the fourth one uh, comes into the plane and then manage talent and knowledge. And that's, for me, the fundamental, most important takeaway. Yeah? Treat talent as an asset by crafting value propositions yeah? for hiring, retention, upskilling, uh, reskilling. So if you don't have the right people on board, all the others uh, ideas and all the other three takeaways won't uh, materialize, won't, won't, won't happen. So and place uh, people uh, and the employees into positions and projects 
that are interesting and challenging for them. Yeah, you really educate your employees also how um, the company operates and how the company makes money. And it's it's an old wisdom. Yeah, if you treat your people as these assets. You don't uh, worry about the company because they work for you and they work for the company. So people and talent management is really the most essential takeaway. Yeah, this over-reliance on technology at the expense of talent isn't necessarily going to yield any, any better results. So I think, I think you're, you're absolutely right on that. Before we finalize, I ask a question that I ask everybody, and uh, and that is to talk about maybe a book that has had a big impact on your life, whether that's on a personal or professional standpoint, and why? Yeah, so uh, the, the really the most uh, influential and in interesting book uh, I ever read, and this uh, also built the, the fundamental of my, my vision and, and the whole work uh, with supply chain is Industrial Dynamics by Jay Forrester. It's brought the mathematical basis for supply chain management. And this is a seminal work uh, on this area. Yeah. So if someone really wants to understand what's behind supply chain, take the time. And uh, if you are mathematically educated, you will enjoy that. Jay Forrester's Industrial Dynamics. That's the, the key also for uh, growth, for organizations, for stability objectives, etc. Everyone can learn a lot of it. If it's too complicated, let me know and I help uh, to understand. Maybe we can do a session on that later on, talk about exactly how uh, the impact of this industrial dynamics on business. Dr. Wolfgang Parch, I want to thank you for being here, for talking to us in Transform Talks. It really is an honor and a pleasure to have you here. The same pleasure on my side. And thank you very much for inviting me. In, and I hope this talk helps a little bit to make supply chain even more valuable for the world. And to our audience, Breakthrough Supply Chains. Where can you find the book? You can find it on many, many uh, channels. Uh, who's selling books but uh, if you go on our website that is www.breakthroughsupplychains in one word .org you have the direct link to Amazon and, and can buy that so it, it's the easiest way so that's it for this week thanks for listening I do hope you gained some valuable insight from this week's episode to stay up to date with the latest developments, be sure to follow us on LinkedIn at Transform Talks. Also, if you don't already follow me on LinkedIn, please do so now. I'm always keen to connect with supply chain and business leaders from around the world. You can find me by searching for Maria P. Villablanca. And if you're lucky, I may let you know what the P in my name stands for. In the meantime, wishing you a great week ahead. And as always, for those of you listening, I'll catch you at the next one.